Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Death Note. Today we will be discussing episode 13, titled Confession. Alright, this is another this is another big one. This is another really, really big, really pivotal moment in the history of this show and the story of this show. This is this is the big epic meeting of the Kiras uh that we are getting in this episode. Uh and it's a huge, huge deal. Uh so this episode starts off and we got a new message from the fake Kira. Uh, which includes this journal page that basically is like uh, just writing out this itinerary for the month of May. Uh, And at the very bottom, May 30th, it reads uh, something along the lines of, uh, me and my friend showed our Shinigami to each other at the baseball stadium during this game. And immediately, like, just like, Oh my god, how stupid can you be? How stupid is this second Kira? Why would you telegraph that? Why would you broadcast that? That makes no sense. What is wrong with you? Uh, And immediately the entire task force collectively is just like, Wow, this this second Kira is stupid. (laughs) This second Kira is dumb. (laughs) Like, while Light's internal monologue is just furious and fuming, everyone else is just like, Man, how stupid is this copycat? Like, why would you say that? (laughs) Why would you say that in a public forum? That makes no sense. So, clearly we're broadcasting this, and clearly we're canceling the game, and clearly we're putting checkpoints around that stadium. That is a given. Um, But, you know, there's also other dates in here, and let's assume for a second that second Kira is smarter than we think they are, and... That there's actually a code that only people uh, with this Shinigami power can understand. Uh, let's just look at uh, these other locations at these other dates. And Light, being a few steps ahead of L, had already, like a minute ago, noticed, wait a minute, May 22nd, uh, we exchanged notebooks at such and such. Uh, that only, only I would recognize that. Only I would recognize the significance of the Death Note. So they're saying, meet... At this place, 
And so Light offers to uh, go and surveil this place at that day. Uh, and he sort of prepares, prepares a way in which he can investigate a possible second Kira. Uh, a possible second Kira sighting. For himself, while making it look like he's investigating for the task force, and also making sure that even if uh, the second Kira's Shinigami sees Ryuk and tells her and tells the second Kira about Ryuk, that they can't tell like exactly who. Uh, uh, it's following, like, they, he makes sure he's in, like, a giant group of people, including Matsuda, by the way, who is clueless as always. Uh, there's extra cameras set up, but he's just like, okay, the uh, the large group can also counter uh, L security cameras as well, uh, and all of that. So he basically constructs his plan to investigate while both the task force and the second Kira are clueless as to who and what he is. And what he's actually doing. And what his actual goals are. Unbeknownst to Light. Part of the ability of the Shinigami Eyes. uh, Someone with Shinigami Eyes. Cannot see the lifespan of another human with the Death Note. So this whole group. uh, Don't know who Ryuk's following. All of that. Means nothing, because <laughs> uh, Misa can just go there, look at someone, and be like, Oh, this is Kira. This is the guy with the Death Note. This is the guy with uh, no visible lifespan. And so we get this moment in this public place, in this public forum, where Light and Matsuda... Uh, are going with this uh, giant group of people and just sort of casually observing. And we have Misa in disguise, just off to the side, just staring into the crowd. And she sees Light has no lifespan. This is this Light Yagami dude. This guy's Kira. I found him. And then she just sort of leaves. She just sort of F's off. Uh, She has the intelligence to know, yeah, I can't meet him here. That makes no sense. Uh, That's completely stupid. That's completely dumb. Uh, I know his name. I can learn all about him. And then she goes home and looks up Light Yagami and purchases some information and uh, sees all this stuff about Light Yagami and his entire history, has his address, uh, and all of that. And then she sends a message into the news station that the task force intercepts saying, Hey, I found Kira. Thanks everyone for helping me find Kira. We're all great now. I know who Kira is and I found Kira. It's all great. And then immediately like, just like, what the hell? How did they find me? How did they find who I am? How did they find Kira? How is this even possible? Uh, I planned this out perfectly. Not knowing, of course, the whole I thing. Not knowing the whole uh, people without... Uh, uh, peep, uh, yeah. People with death notes don't have their uh, lifespan displayed. Not knowing any of that. Apparently Ryuk didn't know that either. This isn't a case of Ryuk holding back information. This is like... 
he's an idiot and didn't know that. <laughs> he's an idiot and didn't know that that was a thing. But Light's freaking out. And then L is kind of looking over at Light and going, Hmm, this was sent in the day after Light and Matsuda went to this place. Light was already, like, in the single-digit percentile, likely. Was Light actually Kira? Is that possible? Like, could this be a coincidence? Or is Light actually Kira? So it kind of heightens Elle's suspicion a bit. And then a message is broadcast by the news to the fake Kira saying, Hey, fake Kira, do not approach Kira. He will manipulate you, he will use you, and he will dispose of you for the sake of your own life. Come in, uh, we'll make a deal, tell us who Kira is, uh, and we'll protect you. Uh, you can still redeem yourself, yada, yada, yada. At this point, Misa just essentially panics and just goes right to Light's house for an introduction with Kira. And so Misa shows up and is like, hey, uh, I'm a friend of Light's. He left an important notebook at school. And Light comes down. And is talking to Misa, and Misa's like, hey, Kira, uh, here's your, uh, here's my death note. Uh, and Light touches it and sees Rem, and then Light invites Misa up until, uh, up to his room, and we get this first big interaction between the two Kiras. We get this first big interaction between Light and Misa. And this whole sequence is so brilliantly written is so utterly good there's so many layers happening here like you have light grilling misa over what he sees as these logical fallacies in what misa's been doing and when in all of Misa's work up until this point. So you have Light just in his superiority complex. Just unloading on Misa. Like, uh, you had this, 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 and this problem. You made this, 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 and this mistake. And Misa constantly trying to prove, like, no, I'm not stupid. I'm not an idiot. Uh, here's how I didn't make this, 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 and this mistake. Uh, I... Uh, completely, like, I fought things through. I have these other measures that you haven't seen, that you don't know about, that have completely gone past you, apparently. Uh, and it's just like, it's like light just ripping into Misa, like, tearing her down a few notches, while Misa is just like, no, you are wrong. <laughs> I am not an idiot. I have thought this shit through. So it's like, Misa trying to, like, prove her worthiness to Light, who's just determined to peg her into this box of just dumbass copycat. Meanwhile, Light, just in, her, in his inner monologue, is just going, hmm, 
How can I manipulate this woman? How can I manipulate this woman into having her use her Shinigami eye powers for my benefit and nothing else? And the entire time, also, Misa is, like, just expressing her admiration for Kira. Uh, her love for Kira. Uh, she's begging to make her his... Uh, he's be- She's begging him to make her his girlfriend. Uh, and it's like, uh, uh, I don't care if you use me. I'm devoted to you. I will follow your orders. I will obey always. Uh, if... If you don't trust me, here's my death note. Hold on to it. Uh, if you, if you, if I ever uh, do something that displeases you, you can kill me and all of that. Like, so just like the, the foundation is being laid for this very toxic, very one-sided relationship. And it's being done so perfectly, so eloquently, uh, in this really spectacular dialogue. Like, it's just, it's perfect. It's a perfect scene. It's really, really amazing. Uh, honestly, the Light-Misa dynamic is one of the most interesting elements of this show to me. And it's something that not nearly enough people talk about. Like, they have a very toxic relationship they have a very toxic dynamic uh where like constantly manipulates her and misa constantly is showing blind devotion and in a very nuanced way they sort of put that all on display introduce that all so perfectly here uh and then we have the great ending where light uh goes up to misa and hugs her and is like, I can't be your boyfriend, but I can act like it. Uh, and <laughs> will use those eyes to help me and turn them into my weapon. Like, almost like laying out in no uncertain terms, I don't give a shit about you and I'm going to manipulate you. And Misa just being like, yes, this is everything I've ever wanted. Like, just, bleh. <laughs> just this very disgusting, toxic, borderline abusive relationship is being formed right now. It, it It's, by the way, notice how at no point in this conversation does Light go, here's my death note, that's Ryuk, say hi to Ryuk. At no point in this conversation does he do that. Misa immediately put herself out there and showed her Shinigami to him. But he did not show his Shinigami to her. Which, that speaks volumes to this relationship. That speaks volumes to the depths and horrors of this relationship. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the most... Th- this is the most interesting element of Death Note that nobody talks about. Like, this is the most interesting character arc and storyline of Death Note that nobody talks about. It's very well done. And I can't wait to dive into it in depth. Uh, This was a great introduction to that. This was a spectacular introduction uh, to Light and Misa's, I don't even know what to call it, like, just black. And, uh, yeah, very good episode all around. 
Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple. It's just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow, we will be discussing episode 14. Talk to you then. Hey, guys. We have a lot of fun here discussing teenagers murdering people with magic notebooks. But while we sit talking about our favorite Japanese media, Asian Americans across this country are suffering from a monstrous wave of hatred, discrimination, and violence. This type of bigotry is nothing new. It's existed for, well, pretty much as long as America has been a thing. But it has increased dramatically over the past year in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and the hateful rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Average, everyday Americans are being targeted every day for no reason other than the way they look, and they need your help. If you would like to help put an end to this horrific trend, please go to GoFundMe.com AAPI and donate whatever you can. That's GoFundMe.com AAPI. Thank you.